Today on the Gansome Podcast, I'm bringing you guys a solo podcast, giving you guys one good thing about every single NBA team, regardless of if this season is salvaged or not. Hope you guys enjoy. Today, I'm going to be giving you guys one positive thing about each and every NBA team, whether that's your coach, one player, many players, a draft pick, assets, the future, or the present. Just one good thing about each and every team. We're going to start with the Los Angeles Lakers. This one's you know pretty obvious. You have probably the best duo in the NBA in LeBron James and Anthony Davis, where even if this season there's no... Um, champ crowned and they do not play the playoffs you still have probably two more maybe three four great years of this duo of Anthony Davis and LeBron James and you guys are going to be title contenders for this the whole time Um, so you guys have you know a lot to be looking forward to in the future even when those guys are gone obviously you're still going to have you know, you're the Lakers, you know, you're going to have the top-notch coaching staff, medical staff, and even, you know, the draw for players to come in. So that's for the Lakers. You guys are you guys are set. Multiple reasons, but I'll just I'll go through one. That's just you guys have LeBron, Anthony Davis. Team number two, we'll go with the Houston Rockets, my favorite team. So I could go on and on, although right now we're not looking too good. But I would say the best thing we have going for us right now is Russell Westbrook. Um, as you guys know, before this quarantine stuff, you know, he was really playing like he was the best on the team, you know, the, the alpha male on the team, even over James Harden, which I hate to say, but you know, it's just, it's the truth. And although, um, we probably would not, and we'll see, maybe, maybe we'll get to see it, but we probably would not have won the championship this year or even made it to the conference finals. I feel like we would you know, get beat in a series to the Lakers or the Clippers, you know, fairly easily. Um, but I would say just the fact that, you know, Russell Westbrook is a dog and he's going to give his all every every night. Um, so, you know, even in the future, um, I'd say we have a good two to three more prime years of Russ and Harden. That is if they stay together. So I would say that's the one good thing about us is that we have Russell Westbrook going for us. Team number three, the Denver Nuggets. This is another team that has a lot of things going for them. But just to name one, I would say your coach, Mike Malone. He's a fantastic coach. You know, he's in that he's in the running for coach of the year this year and he has been in the past. Um and you just you there's not much better you're gonna find in the NBA. He's definitely in that upper echelon of coaches um in the league. So I have you know Mike Malone is great. I mean, I wish we had a coach like that. You know, Mike D'Antoni's on the hot seat over at Houston. Sorry to go back and talk to you about Houston, but uh, Mike Malone's a great coach. Obviously, you could go on. You know, you have the Joker, you have Murray, you have so many pieces. You know, but to, to name one, I would say Mike Malone. Going on to team number four, the other team in L.A., the Clippers. Um, I would just say this is another team where you could really go on and on, but I would say right now. They are overall the best team in the NBA, you know. So this one, this one could really be bad or good because they, you know, if there isn't a playoffs this year, they could have very well won it. You know, they're my pick to where I think they would have won it. 
Um, but th- you know, they're still. It's not like they're going anywhere. I mean, unless unless Kawhi and Paul George decide they want out, this team is not going anywhere, and they're going to be title contenders for years to come. Um, so yeah, there's that's another team you can go on and on about, but just leave it simple. The fact that you have the most well-rounded team in the league, the best team in the league right now for the Clippers. That's what I got. Moving on to team number five, the Golden State Warriors. Um, for the Warriors, I think, um, you know, there was not a lot of um, good things to take from this past season for you guys. Um, I would say the best thing would be you have a fully healthy Steph and Clay coming back next year and a top draft pick. Um, so you guys are probably going to be in contention again coming next season. Um, so yeah, I would I would definitely advise you guys to not worry about what happened this year. You know, just you know throw that away. You you're going to be title contenders. You have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green coming back. Um, a, either an asset for trading in one, in your top pick or just you know draft and you have a top notch player for your future. Um, so this one wasn't as easy as the you know the Clippers and the Lakers, of course, because you guys didn't have the best season. But I would say the fact that Steph Clay Draymond coming back that you know people forget that the, those three won before KD they don't need KD um, so I think that'll be really good for Steph and just you know even Clay and Draymond to prove that they don't need KD to succeed I'm really excited to see what they have coming in next year okay we're gonna move on to the, the sixth team the Dallas Mavericks um, I, I, most people might not know they're actually my second favorite team I love watching them play um, actually, weirdly enough, I started liking him when Dennis Smith Jr. was drafted by them. Um, I thought he was going to be a star. I, you know, definitely flopped on that prediction. But I also I liked Luka Doncic when he was drafted. Thought he should have gone number one overall. Um, but yeah, this is this is a team that's going to be contending as soon as next year, I believe. Um, Luka Luka's a real deal. Um, he's got a shot to be an all-time great MVP candidate. I think him and Giannis will be fantastic rivals for um, in years to come. And he also, I don't think I even mentioned the the positive thing. The positive, the, the Luca's obviously the, the the positive for the Mavericks. Um, he's aside from Giannis, the best foreign player in the league, and that's a new trend you're seeing in the league is all these foreign players um, starting to dominate. Um, it's it's ridiculous, and it's it's definitely a new wave of the league. You're seeing a lot more foreign players coming in and making an impact right away. You know. Being able to handle the ball, shoot, dribble, you know, big men like Giannis and Bede, Jokic, um, and stuff like that you just weren't seeing. I mean, you'd see Hakeem, who would, I would say is like that, but other than him, you just didn't really see the do-it-all foreign players like you're seeing today. Um, so, yeah, I would say for the Mavericks, Luka, definitely the bright spot. Um, and, you know, he seems like a pretty loyal guy. I could see him staying there for his, his whole career, so that would be the positive for the Mavericks. Moving on to team number seven, the Cleveland Cavaliers. There is not many options here. I hate to break it to you guys, but I would say if there is one plus, it's that you have Kevin Love still on the roster that you can trade because you you need to get rid of him just because he's you know you're wasting every single day that goes by. His value's decreasing. You need to get rid of him as soon as possible, even if the return is very little. Is like a second round pick or something, or a few second round picks. You need to get rid of him. Just get rid of the salary. You know, get him out of the franchise so you can completely focus on your rebuild. That needs to happen. So that's the one bright spot is that Kevin Love is still 
you know, he can still be traded. Moving on to team number eight, the Chicago Bulls. There's a few bright spots here, a few bright young players, but I would say the the bright spot right now would be Kobe White. You know, he had a fantastic rookie season given his circumstances in Chicago. Um, but he's looking like he could be a star point guard, and I like that he's playing with Chris Dunn, who can really bring him into that defensive lockdown role. But also, Kobe's got some distributing uh, gifts. He's also he's a fairly decent ball handler. He can score a little bit. He can shoot a little bit. You know, he's he's going to be a wonderful player for them in the future. Moving on to team number nine, the Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets are like the Bulls. Um, just as they, they're not a very good team, but they have some bright spots coming up. And I would say the main bright spot for the Hornets is probably P.J. Washington. You know, he had a pretty good rookie year. I'm imagining he's going to make an all-rookie team. Um, you know, they haven't been hitting on many other draft picks, and I feel like with this one they did. You know, he was he's a really good shooter for a big man, um, a stretch four that I really like. I like his development. Um, I'm really excited to see what he has next year. So, yeah, there's not too much to go into with the Hornets. Um, just, you know, they got some pretty decent young players. You know, you could talk about Devontae Graham. You, there's a few more players you could talk about, Terry Rozier, but I'll just, I'll, I'll point out P.J. Washington just because of a, how great of a rookie year he had. And we will move on to team number 10, the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh my gosh, I could go on and on and on. I'm actually going to use not just one player, but three as one bright spot, being their upcoming trio of Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Clark, and Ja Morant. Those guys are incredible. I cannot wait to see those three all healthy going at it next year. I think they're going to contend for the playoffs. They give them a few years, and they're contending for titles. Those guys are the real deal. Um, just Jaron Jackson Jr.'s, you know, his versatility on the court. Brandon Clark being able to fly up and down the floor as a three or a four, even a, a small ball five. John Morant's obviously uh, just – John Morant is incredible. He's probably going to be the rookie of the year. Who knows? Maybe Zion could have contested if the season went on, but I would say at this point John Morant's a clear rookie of the year. So those three just – those three together is absolutely incredible for them going forward. Really excited for the future of Memphis. Um, just after all the stuff with Andre Iguodala and all that, the fact that they bounce back and they're, you know, in that eight seed, they were in that eight seed. Hopefully, they get to show what they can do in the playoffs, get that experience under the belt. Um, Memphis was fantastic this year, and I'm really excited to see what they ha- hold what holds for them in the future. Um, so let's move on to the Indiana Pacers. Um, the Pacers, the Pacers are in a pretty good situation, I would say, with Victor Oladipo coming back. Um, the, the the one thing that I would say is kind of hurting them um, right now would be just they, they can't really have Sabonis and Miles Turner both um, playing at a high level, both on the court at the same time. But I, if we're talking positives, I would say simply the fact that they have so many assets that they need to trade one of them in DeMontis Sabonis or Miles Turner. Um, they just they have so many assets. They Victor Oladipo is a great leader we've seen. Sabonis took a step this year in becoming an all-star. Miles Turner is going to be a future defensive player of the year candidate. Just the fact that they have so many assets at this point, I would say, is the is the is the bright spot for the Indiana Pacers. From here, we will move on to the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons, obviously, you know, they have not had a great last few years. Um, but if I would say one bright spot, it would be. Probably Luke Kennard. I think Luke Kennard 
um, has shown some upside and you know last year I really think and not a franchise player but I think he could you know develop into more than a role player and you know maybe just like a a lower level star player in the league you know he's he's a pretty de- decent isolation two guard who can also catch and shoot play some defense um, yeah Luke Kennard definitely one of the bright spots in that Detroit Pistons franchise moving on to the Atlanta Hawks wow I could go on and on about the Hawks they have just been on fire recently not obviously winning games but just with their team but I'd say their bright spots Trey Young no no surprise the next Steph Curry for sure. Um, he's incredible. I mean, him and Dame led the league in thirty plus threes, thirty plus feet threes this year. Um, just he, his shot is so. He, he just reminds me so much of Curry with the ball handling, the passing, the the quick trigger. Just you know, an underrated defender, um, a good leader. I just I really like what Trey brings to the table, and I really think he's he's who needs to be the go to guard for Atlanta in the future. Um, Moving on to the Boston Celtics. One bright spot going for you guys is your young core, um, being Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, two great wings. Um, the future of that franchise, without a doubt, um, once Jason Tatum really, truly blossoms into the superstar we all know he can be, I think this team's con- competing in the East against the Bucks. I can't wait to see that. Um, but until then, just enjoy the ride watching Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown develop. Um, they've been incredible to watch so far. So let's move on to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I think this one's pretty obvious. The fact that you guys have KD and Kyrie coming back fully healthy next year, um, contending for a title without a doubt, probably will be the team I pick to come out of the East next year. Um, there's a lot to be looking forward to for the Brooklyn Nets, especially as of uh, Kyrie getting hurt this year and just the team not performing as um, you guys expected. But don't worry, next year it's going to be a good year. You guys will probably be, you know, if not the best team in the East, one of the best teams in the East up there with the Bucks and probably the Celtics. Um, really excited to see what Brooklyn does next year. So moving on to the New York Knicks. Um, who not not a whole lot i would say not a whole lot here i'm i would say probably the one bright spot is rj barrett i mean he he put up decent numbers although he was playing a completely dysfunctional offense um just a dysfunctional organization um as of right now but i would say just the raw talent and the fact that rj barrett was really able to just put everything he has on display was really good for him um so I'm I'm really excited to see what RJ Barrett is able to do for this the Knicks in their future, um, but yeah, not not too much to go into. Um, obviously, just the fact that it's a huge market, um, but weirdly enough, I mean, I I don't think it's actually not weirdly enough. I think it's pretty obvious. But you guys just don't attract big names. But I mean, the big market once you guys do get a little bit better, get a little bit more state st- stability in that um in that front office. Um, you put some pieces around R.J. Barrett, I think the Knicks could, you know, become a decent young team here in the near future. Moving on to the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, this one's pretty obvious. I think the upside Zion, you know, you have a um, once-in-a-generation type talent. Um, as long as they are, the medical staff stays up on him with his injury concerns and um, just things like that, making sure he's running the right way, playing the right way as you know, to keep his body in peak condition, 
just the freak athlete that he is. That's a huge concern for players like him. But as long as he stays healthy, this is this is the new face of the league, to be honest, quite frankly. He is. Um, him, Giannis, and Luka, those play, t- players like that, though, they are taking over the, the league once the LeBron James, the Kevin Durants, the Currys, the, the Hardens are gone. Those those are the new faces of the league. Um, so, yeah, you guys have one of them in Zion Williamson, obviously. Um, that's not too much to say about that. Zion's incredible. He he made immediate impact. He's a great finisher. Once he, once he learns how to play defense, he's going to be an elite defender, being able to guard five positions without a doubt. Um, having the shiftiness to keep up with guards, but also the sheer the sheer force to keep up with big men in the paint. Definitely Zion Williamson is my pick. Um, moving on to the Minnesota Timberwolves, um, there's there's a lot to, there's a lot to um, I know. Cat's mom's passing was really devastating for Cat and obviously just this franchise, but. You have a great duo moving forward in Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. Not too sure about the defense, um, but you know that'll come with other play- players, I'm sure, and maybe even those two. But yeah, I would say just the duo of D- D'Lo and Cat. We'll see if this team is able to compete in the near future. I think they quite possibly could, as long as they fit the right pieces around those two. Um, so yeah, definitely some... Some good things to be looking forward to with the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, moving on to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I'm not going to choose the obvious in Giannis. Um, I'll go with your surrounding pieces and just how the organization so far. Just any, I'll, I'll go with anybody except Giannis. Everybody, including Giannis, but he's the obvious answer, has been phenomenal, including the front office and the coach for the Bucks, Mike Budenholzer. This this organization um, is top-notch, and as long as they can keep Giannis around, this is going to be a franchise contending for championships for years to come. Moving on to the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat, of course, made a big move this year in you know, signing Jimmy Butler, sorry, trading for Jimmy Butler. Um, but if I'm going to choose a bright spot, I'm going to choose their rookies, Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero, both have the ability to blossom into star players in this league. I, I'd say I like Tyler Hero a ton, a ton. I betted him on a lot in um, Daily Fantasy this year for the NBA. I like Tyler Hero a ton. I think there's there's a lot to be looking forward to for this organization. Don't worry, didn't forget about Bam, first-year All-Star. This guy, th- those three, those three, there's a lot to be looking forward with those two, especially Bam and Tyler Hero, in my opinion. So um, moving on to the Sacramento Kings. Um, there's really not too much good going on in the Kings organization, but if I had to pick one, it's De'Aaron Fox. I know he wasn't um, what what Kings fan were expecting this year, but I think he could be a star in the near future. He has all the tools to do so. I think if they put the right piece around him, De'Aaron Fox is a star in this league. Moving on to the Portland Trailblazers. Now, Portland fans might be pretty down recently, but if there's one really, really huge thing that you guys have going for you, it's Dame's loyalty to this city and this franchise, this team. Um, he, You guys have seen it more than anybody else. He's been with you guys since day one. He's never going to switch up on you guys. He's never he's never talked about leaving. He, he, is, he is a Portland Trailblazer, and I believe he will be for life unless he goes ring-chasing. Um, once he's out of his prime, which I don't see somebody like Damian Lillard doing. 
So just the fact, just Damian Lillard's loyalty is definitely the number one thing that you guys have going for you. Moving on to the Phoenix Suns. Um, obviously, the Suns have Devin Booker, um, DeAndre Ayton, who served a suspension earlier in the year. But just those two, and I think they've been hitting on draft picks, hitting on trades. And Monty Williams is an excellent coach for you guys. I think that the Suns actually have a very bright future as long as they can hold on to um, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Also, Monty Williams is the head coach who I really like. I think that if they can stay together, keep Monty Williams as the coach, this could be, I'm not going to say the next Kobe and Shaq, but maybe a watered-down version of the next Kobe and Shaq. Moving on to the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, There's a lot of good in this organization. There's also a lot of bad, um, but today we're going with the good. The good is you have two of the best young players in the league in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Although I think one of them has to go because I don't think they can they can coexist. I think one's going to have to go. But just the fact that you have two of the best in the league, even if you do have to trade one, you're going to get back a lot of assets in return. Yeah, I, you guys, there's not, there's obviously some problems with the coaching, um, things of that nature. But I think all in all, you know, the fact that you have two of the best players in the league not even yeah, not even just the two best young players in the league, but two of the best players in the league um, is really is really helpful for you guys in your future. So that's definitely an upside. Moving on to the Orlando Magic, I'd say the upside for you guys is Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz, you know, all of his his tenure with Philadelphia was atrocious, just with the injuries, relearning how to shoot and all that. But he's finally showed that he can be the player that we all thought he could be in Orlando. I expect a big year from Markel coming next year. Um, I would not be surprised if he is a candidate for most improved going into next season. I think he's the point guard of the future for the Magic. I just, I really hope we're able to see it. Um, yeah, so that's that's enough on the Orlando Magic because other than Markel Fultz, they don't have too much going for him. So we'll just talk about him and we'll move on to the OKC Thunder. Um, lot, lot going for them. You know, I if I had to pick one though, um, I'd say Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, obviously, you could pick Chris Paul. Obviously, has been great for them this year. But I'm gonna go with Shea, who quite frankly has been one of the best point guards in the league. I know that's a little bit hot takey, um, but I just don't think most people realize how crucial he really was for that team and how he how crucial he will be in the future. Able to guard three positions, shoot, handle the ball, pass the rock. He just he just looks smooth when he plays. You can tell you can tell he's calm, cool, and collected in all situations. The fact that he has Chris Paul really able to mentor him, um, I think is huge. is It's going to be huge for him in the next few years into blossoming into one of the league's best point guards. But yeah, for sure, um, Shea Gilgis Alexander is the bright spot for the OKC Thunder. Moving on to the San Antonio Spurs. Um. Bright spot. For, there's, there's a few bright spots for you guys. The, the the one that I would highlight on the most is you're in good hands with Greg Popovich, and I know he might be gone soon, but the fact that you guys have been so consistently dominant in the Western Conference for 20-plus years has been absolutely incredible. You are in great hands with Greg Popovich. Even until he is gone, you know he is developing players such as De- De- DeJounte Murray, and more. He is just absolutely phenomenal as a coach. I don't have to tell you guys that. You already know. But just know you are in good hands with Greg Popovich. Moving on to the Utah Jazz. Um, I know there's been a lot of um, controversy between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. 
But if there's a bright spot, I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell. Um, Donovan Mitchell has proven and he in his rookie year and in past years, he is he can be a franchise player in this league. Um, he he's, he's best when the pressure's at its highest. I really wish we could have seen them in the playoffs because I think they would have been able to do some do some stuff. Um, but I really think in the future, this is a team that could potentially be competing in the Western Conference. So yeah, Donovan Mitchell, huge price bar for you guys. Moving on to the Toronto Raptors. There's a lot going for you guys as well. I mean, you just won a championship. Your title defense was great up until the coronavirus. Um, but I would say right now, Kyle Lowry, just being able to show his leadership and how, how capable he is. He doesn't need a player like Kawhi Leonard, you know, him and Pascal Siakam, who I also could have picked. I'm going to go with Kyle Lowry, just show him some love. He's very underrated, but he is without a doubt a phenomenal player. Just the, the toughness and will that he plays with. Um, he's a great leader. You're, people take Kyle Lowry for granted, I believe. So, yeah, definitely Kyle Lowry for the Raptors. And moving on to our last team of the podcast is the Washington Wizards. Um, I'll keep it short and quick because there's not much to go over, but I'm going to go with just Bradley Beal and that he's still on the roster and still getting buckets. Um, whether you guys keep him and build around him or trade him, he is a very valuable asset um, that actually went to my favorite school in Florida Gators. But Bradley Beal is absolutely phenomenal. Was definitely snubbed this year as an all-star. Uh, he almost took this team to the playoffs, which is absolutely ridiculous. I'm excited to see what the Wizards do in the future with the team. Um, I thought Rui Hachimura was an underrated draft pick who had a decent rookie year. Really excited to see what they do, but I would say the bright spot is definitely Bradley Beal. Um, so yeah, that concludes um, our 30-team, one positive thought for each team podcast. Um, I really hope you guys enjoyed. Let me know what you guys want to see more of, as it is kind of hard to find ideas with the coronavirus going around. You guys can expect another podcast with Rob Reese doing a recap on the next night of the Last Dance documentary. That'll probably be going out on Wednesday. Also, have another super special guest that I know you guys are going to be stoked to hear from. Um, that that episode's probably going to go out on Friday. Um, so definitely stay tuned for that. I know you guys are going to love it. I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode, and I will see you guys later.